Welcome. You're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. Hello, friend. I recently said that this episode would actually be the beginning of my series on manifesting, but I had a change of heart, and this is why. I thought that this topic would be appropriate to add before I do the series so I could set the context, establish the frame on how we create our reality. This also feeds into the topic that I talked about in a previous episode on perceptual frames or mental models. Now, the mental model that I'm going to talk about today is an organizing principle. It's a primary model on which we build all the other models. And again, I'll use interchangeably mental model, perceptual frame, or presupposition. And so the perceptual filter that we're talking about today, the big daddy of them all, is that the map is not the territory. The map is not the territory. Now, this originally came from a philosopher, a Polish-American philosopher, engineer. He thought a lot about language. He thought a lot about how we create reality. And his name was Alfred Korzybski. He also created the field of general semantics in 1938. So this idea, the map is not the territory, has a long and varied history. So what does it mean, the map is not the territory? Well, first, let's consider a mind experiment. How does one fit the world in their head? You know, your sense of reality, those things that you can see, touch, or feel, typically we call reality. They've established it, you know, a presence in our experience. So how do we go about fitting the world, that great big world, into our head? Well, we perceive it generally through our five representational systems, our five senses. Now understand that our five senses are limited by nature. Limited in the idea that they can only perceive a certain percentage of the available vibration and frequency that is emanated by the world. For instance, our eyes can only perceive a percentage of the entire electromagnetic frequency spectrum. And that range is referred to as visible light. And yet there is an entire range below that visible light and a range above it that we cannot perceive, we cannot see it. So you could say that the range above and below our ability to perceive is outside our awareness. We're not even aware of it. Also, if you consider our ears, we can only hear a certain range of frequency with our ears. We can only perceive between 20 and 20,000 hertz. And dogs and cats can hear, just for an example, they can hear below and above that range very easily. In fact, they can hear things that we cannot even perceive. And so our senses, without going into each and every modality, our senses are limited to a certain extent on just how, what kinds of information can get in. So we're just actually opening the gate of fitting the world in, perceiving reality, and already a huge amount of information has been filtered out. And then as that information comes through our senses or is perceived by our senses, we interpret it and filter it again. 
through our beliefs, our values or guiding principles, our frames of reference, our biases, and then our emotional states. In one emotional state, you can perceive the world in a completely different way than if you're in another state. For example, in, when you're in anger, you see things a particular way. And when you're in love and joy, you see things completely differently. So all this information about the world, about reality, is coming through our five senses, is filtered by all these internal processes. And then what we're ultimately left with is some crude map that we've assembled, some representation of reality, essentially a model of the real world. So let's go back to our mental frame, our perceptual frame, that the map is not the territory. What that really means is, is that by the time we process all the available information through the limited channels that we have available, all we're left with is a crude map of reality, a model of the real thing. And if you're living in the world with limited awareness, you're interacting with the map as if it's the real world. And what we're saying here is that the map is the map. It is not the territory. It is not the world. It is some personal representation that we've created. We've recreated the world. We've created reality in our head. Now, you need to understand this creates a tremendous amount of freedom that you create your reality based on your perceptions, based on your thoughts, based on the filters that you've adopted, your mental frames that you utilize in order to interpret the world. Now, if your map isn't working, you have the ability to upgrade it, to add more to your map, refine it, get more detail, change your perspective, look at things a different way, adopt a new perceptual frame. There's a lot of different ways we can begin shifting reality. But if, you know, if, if reality was just reality, If it was a given, we would pretty much have to take it the way it shows up. We wouldn't have a choice because the context of life, the parameters of what's available to us would be set by life. But because all we have available to us is the map of reality, in order to upgrade our experience of life, we just upgrade our map. Now, the better our map, the better our awareness of reality the greater our conscious awareness. So as we grow in conscious awareness, our map expands. We have a different relationship to the information that's available to us and how we process it. So I want to talk about how do we refine our map of reality, the one that we've created in our head. Let's visit for a moment how we get the world out there into the inner space. It travels through our five senses, our five representational systems. We take vibrations and frequencies that are out there and translate them, interpolate them, and then we run them through our cognitive filters, our beliefs, our values, our guiding principles, our frames of reference, yada, yada, yada. And what we end up with is a concept of the world that has been truncated, condensed, and redacted. Now, I don't know how old you are, but there was once a time when you could record a television show onto a magnetic tape. There was Betamax and there was VHS. But if you don't have a direct experience with this, don't worry. I think you'll still get the metaphor. You see, there was a tape cartridge that, based on the recording speed, you could tape two hours worth of video, four hours worth of video, or six hours worth of video on the same tape. 
Now, the highest quality was the two-hour mode, meaning that if you recorded at the fastest speed, you got the highest quality of information because you captured a lot of the video data that was available. But if you use that same tape and slow down the recording speed, you're compressing a lot more data onto the same space. So as a matter of course, when you slow down the recording speed and attempt to compress six hours of data in the space where normally two hours of data resided, you have to get rid of some of the information in order to fit everything on the same amount of space. Now, how that translated once you played it back is that the picture was a lot grainier. It didn't have the detail. It just wasn't of high quality. Yet, you were able to record the show, and if you weren't that concerned about the, the visual quality of the show, then you were okay with a less than amazing picture. And so my reason for using that metaphor or talking about that process is that's how we process reality. Because when you think about the world out there of all the available data, all the available stimuli, we only select certain aspects of it in order to fit in our head. And so as it moves through the process, through our senses and our cognitive filters, what we're left with is a world, a, a story of reality, where aspects of it have been deleted, distorted, and generalized, just to make it easier to process. Now, the unconscious perceives a lot more than the conscious mind. And how we talk about our experience, we do so through language. We communicate it through language. But there's a limitation with language, is there not? And this brings up another idea from Alfred Korzybski. And that is that the thing that we can talk about is not the thing. This is also mentioned in the Tao Te Ching, which is the spiritual text of Taoism. The very first paragraph says this, The Tao that can be spoken of is not the Tao. Now, if you're not familiar with what the Tao is, it is God, God is all that is. More specifically, all that is. If you're a Star Wars fan, it is the Force. But said in more practical terms, the experience that is talked about is not the experience. When we translate the experience into a set of words, there is a process of deletion, distortion, and generalization. Because we don't necessarily want to refer to all the different data sets, the different ideas that we're, we're referencing in order to make a statement. So the statements that typically come out of our mouth in any given moment, not even not just our mouth, but anybody's mouth, is, can be referred to as having a surface structure. And by and large, most people understand what comes out of it. They interpolate what's been said in their own terms. That's why it's so hard to actually get into somebody else's heads, because you process the world through your own map. And again, all you have is your map. But whether it's your statement or somebody else's statement that is the surface structure, understand that that is just the tip of the iceberg. There is a deeper structure underneath that that is also known as the complex equivalent, meaning that we have visual references, auditory references, tactile references, a lot of sense information, along with our interpretation of that, interpreted through our beliefs, our values, the frames of references, our experience. All that lies underneath, yet we often don't call it all up in order to present it when we make a statement for a couple of reasons. One is that it's cumbersome. The other is that most of that information resides at the unconscious level, the subconscious level. We're not always present to it. We're, all, we're not always consciously 
aware of it. And so we make a statement, and we don't necessarily know where it came from. That can be problematic in the aspect that we don't know why we're saying the things we say or why we're believing the things we're believing. And oftentimes they show up, the things that we say. It shows up as a limitation in our experience, a limited belief, a limited idea, something we can't do. Why? Because of some experience we're not referencing in our past. Now, the good news is that there is a tool, a linguistics tool, in order to reclaim this lost information, the information that we've deleted, generalized, and distorted as we've processed the world to, and repackaged it, remodeled it in our head. In NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, this is referred to as the meta model. This is the first process, the first technique that was created by John Grinder and Richard Bandler when they created neurolinguistic programming. It's an information tool, an information gathering tool. It's a self-development tool. I've used it with every client I've ever worked with. It's how I dig deeper or hear things that aren't there. How I identify and can put my finger on the specific thing that is getting in someone's way, seemingly by magic. I've also used it on myself to upgrade my thinking, clarify my thinking, crystallize my thinking and my beliefs. Just by processing early on my habitual linguistic patterns, I was able to upgrade my thinking. My conscious awareness just expanded like all get out. I felt 10 times smarter because I suddenly saw things that other people didn't see, experienced things that other people didn't experience. This tool is available to you. It's part of my signature coaching program, The Aligned Self. It is the very first mental frame I teach as a way to get very specific and very introspective about what's going on in your head and who you claim yourself to be. By processing your story and your linguistic patterns, your beliefs, through this mental model, the the meta model, you almost automatically begin rewriting your limiting beliefs into empowering beliefs. There is transformation that occurs on a deep level. It's a process of bringing the unconscious into conscious awareness. And when I say that this has been made available to you, I mean just that. And it means that you don't have to sign up to be a participant in my signature coaching program, The Aligned Self. You can search on YouTube, search the internet for the Meta Model, NLP Meta Model. Or you can join my membership program, The Vault of Inner Wisdom. And in there, I'm taking this module that is part of my Aligned Self coaching program, and it's available in The Vault. So if you want to have an introduction to what we go through in the Aligned Self, you can go to the Vault and have access there. If you're already a member, it's available in the Vault. You have access to it as part of your membership. I call it defining your map of reality. Now, I'm probably biased. I doubt it. But the program that I put in the Vault, the one that I created as part of my coaching program and what I'm making available to you, I think is far superior than you traipsing around the Internet going around YouTube, different YouTube videos, and chances are, dollars to donuts, that it's a hodgepodge of information. You're lacking the entire framework. It's typically taught inside a certification program for neuro-linguistic programming. But I've known this for 30 years. I've utilized it. It's part of my DNA, part of my daily practice. I don't even think about it nine times out of 10. I just apply the model to my life. I apply the model to reality. So while I know some information's out there, I'm not sure of all the stuff that's out there. And so if you want a one-stop shop, I suggest you go to the vault. 
and it's an easy way to access the information. Plus, you get to ask me any question that comes up. But even if you decide not to investigate the meta model or how to dig deeper into your experience, how to bring the unconscious into your conscious awareness, just the fact that you know that you do not directly interact with the real world, that you interact with some representation of it, you have a map, and all you have is the map. And the better your map, the better your experience of life. And so when people talk about reality being an illusion, it's because you create the illusion. You create the parameters by which you interpret the world. And again, this gives you ultimate freedom to create your reality. Because as you upgrade your map, upgrade your processes, how you process information, the thoughts that you think about, which lead to the habits and behaviors, then you can literally recreate your life. So how do you find out about The Vault or my coaching program, The Aligned Self? Well, go to my page, yesdaniel.com. That's yesdaniel.com. And just follow with the links to wherever you want to go. And for convenience sake, the link is in the show notes. So until next time, this is your friend and host urging you to follow your bliss. Live your life from inner signals. Be inner directed as you engage in the epic adventure. <laughs>